0: Okay. Uh, well, hi, everybody. I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Justin.
0: And you're listening to The E&J Show. It's a podcast about dating, sex, the pop culture of our youth, food farming, and how we're navigating this crazy little thing called life. So how are you, Justin?
1: I'm doing all right. Um, it's about 30 degrees outside. It is October 30th, and it's snowing.
0: It's fucking snowing. The
1: first snow of the season. A Halloween miracle. It truly is (laughs) Decemberween, everyone. It truly is Um, Decemberween.
0: Yeah, not only is it snowing, it's like snowing a lot, and it's sticking, and there's like a couple inches on the ground.
1: Yeah, let the record show that when I checked the weather yesterday at around like 4 p.m. in the afternoon, they said Boston was... Just gonna get flurries on the air with no chance of accumulation.
0: They're yeah. wrong.
1: They they are dead wrong.
0: Yeah. Two days ago they said uh, rain and snow together. Mm.
1: Yes. Otherwise
0: otherwise known as snane.
1: Also yesterday, in addition to not getting any snow or barely any, just a flurry, they also said that it would happen in the afternoon. So something really changed in like twelve hours and it sped up because yeah. it is wet and it's sticking to everything. And yep. so this morning I had a nice morning in bed reading, and then I said, okay, we got to record this podcast. And I realized, oh wait, um, my plants outside are suffering. I still have Swiss chard and kale, and I had to go out and perform a little rescue. Um, and I think they're doing better, although I'm probably gonna have to do some culling before the day is over because oh, I'm, God. I'm not expecting well. I, I had this plan for dinner. The culling
0: Tom- of the plants.
1: It, it's got to start. Those tomatoes are going to freeze, so they're, mm-hmm. they're done. Yeah. Uh, not like there's really much on there anyway, but um, I was planning on doing like a Swiss chard frittata type thing for dinner, and I don't have any cheese, and I'm like, I've got plenty of Swiss chard I can take before it goes bye-bye, but do, do I want to go to the store where even yeah. though... Everyone says New England, and Boston in particular, for some odd reason, has terrible, terrible winters, and it's the worst thing ever. The second we get half of an inch of snow on the ground, not even, people run out like the world is going to end and buy yes. up everything. I don't understand yes. this. Um, I My family is all from upstate New York, and up there they get real winters with real snow where we're talking, you know, if you're a child you can't see over a snowbank pretty easily right so um i've just always found it amusing i think it's a lot of like expats that move to boston and
0: oh my mom talks about the winters here being horrible too and i think maybe they used to be worse uh... I'm, not,
1: I'm not saying that they can't be they certainly are pretty bad at points but what i'm saying yeah. is for people that go through this every year they should yeah. not act like it and so right. i just I don't want to go to the store just for cheese because that's, like, the only thing I need for this frittata (laughs) and find out that all the cheese has been gobbled up by a bunch of little rodentia.
0: A bunch of little cheese rats. So I want to say briefly before we move on to other things um, that I took the GRE uh, two weeks ago almost now, a week and a half ago and, uh, I did okay. And (laughs) that's kind of it. I just wanted to say that, like, because a couple months ago I talked about studying and everything like that. Um, I think it's
1: been just about every episode now. I think. But I've talked about it? As we've checked in, at least the last two, I can tell you that much.
0: Yeah. Oh, I I definitely uh, did a segment, like, at the episode one or two where I talked about, like, which, uh, program I was using and everything like that. So yeah, I took the GRE. My math score was okay. Not great. Not bad. Kind of bad. But my verbal score was really good. Uh, and I am tentatively right now, not tentatively, probably going to be taking some classes, um, through Harvard extension, uh, in the spring, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's my plan for now. So I'll keep you guys updated.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a very long. I mean, when did you start studying for the GRE? It's been
0: July.
1: Okay, it feels longer yeah. than that. I guess it's because you've been talking about potentially doing it for longer.
0: No, uh yeah, I guess I I I went to Maine in June and then um and I decided while I was there that it was probably <laughs> a time for me to start really thinking about grad school and then I came back and pretty quickly at the end of June, decided that I should take the jury. So pretty the very beginning of July, the first week of July, all through mid-October, I studied every single day, basically. Uh, so, yeah, three and a half months of studying. And then, yeah, I shook it. And now I'm thinking about going to grad school in natural sciences, um, which, like, I think I've mentioned this, but my background is studio art. So it's pretty it's a pretty big shift. Um, and I'm going to take these classes, um, at Harvard because, uh, I don't have any natural science background and like the programs I'm applying to, you need some prerequisite courses and, you know, you don't want to apply with no background at all. So I'm just trying to beef up my resume and get to where I need to be. Yeah. So, it's been a journey. It continues yeah, to be a journey.
1: <laughs> it does.
0: Um, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to say like a, a year ago, certainly even like six months ago, I don't think I really believed that I could ever take the GRE. Um, and I did it. And if you're thinking about it and you think it's impossible, it is not impossible. It takes some studying especially if you haven't been in school in a long time but you can definitely do it it is totally achievable and if it if you are you know looking to change your career or you know get a more advanced degree or anything like that to you know change your life for the better i just you know go for it because it's totally worth it and um yeah do you want to talk about our first real topic
1: yeah why don't we
0: Okay, why don't we? So, I'll just... We're going to be talking about um, stories of lust lost. (laughs) Um, Stories of uh, sexual encounters that did not end the way that we expected them to.
1: Right. (laughs) Maybe maybe lust in your case, but in mine... Not so much. We'll get okay. to that when we get to that, though.
0: Okay. Well, I think you should tell yours first because yours is a little shorter than mine, maybe.
1: Yeah, I can probably summarize it better. So, this is the worst date I've ever been on. the The month has a has a role in the story. So. Okay.
0: I remember I, it was before we met because we talked about about it. At yeah, the farm last it was. Year.
1: It was before summer started. Right. So. I had met this woman on Tinder, and mm. we had talked for a while. And, you know, a while being, I don't know, a few days. Um, and she seemed interesting. She liked um, she liked similar music that I did. She was, she was really into kind of 80s post-punk and, and yeah. some reggae and stuff. And I thought, oh, okay, that's... Decent. She was uh, an artist, um, painter specifically. Um, and I think she was, uh, attending school to be an art teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, that was, that was enough to go off of.
0: Yeah. That sounds cute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it was just enough um it's just enough conversation to like warrant a a date making sense um Mm -hmm. while also not expecting too much yeah she seemed like a normal person Mm -hmm. um so we meet up and um we get coffee together and just talked about you know our backgrounds um where mm-hmm. she was from decision to do art, you know, interests that we have, et cetera. And red flag, number one, we are, um, sitting outside, uh, drinking coffee. And all of a sudden I get like three different texts from like three different people and, um, They all say, "Oh my God! Did you hear about this?" Or to some, you know, some form of that, and they all link to articles about Notre Dame being on fire.
0: Oh my God! That's that's
1: why I said the date kind of matters because, again, I think that was April. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because because it was just right after Easter, I think. Uh, Like one of the last Notre Dame services. my cousin and her kids actually were in Paris and went to like Easter Sunday mass at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And then I think it burned down like wow, um, the next day or two days after. So that's that's how I know generally time period.
0: And you so, didn't go when you were there, right?
1: No, because when I was there, I walked by it every single day and it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time around it. But the lines to get in were so long, and I was like, exactly. you know, I've I've seen so many other churches, I've done, this is kind of touristy, it's gorgeous, there's always next time. Well, not really, but, yeah, you know, um, I, I mean, there, I can't get that back, unfortunately, and I wrestle with that a lot. I, I said, oh my god, I just got all these texts saying that Notre Dame is on fire. And she goes, where is that? And I was oh, like, oh god. I said Notre Dame <laughs> Cathedral in Paris. Oh, yeah, I've, I think I've heard of that. And I said, "Oh my heard god!" Of, I, I said, "heard that it's on fire, or you've just heard of it as a thing that exists." She goes, "Well, I think I've heard of, like about the place." And I, I thought, "Okay, that's you know, like whatever. That doesn't necessarily mean anything." But I don't know. That's just kind of one of the most famous buildings in the world. And so that's when I realized, all right, okay.
0: Um, stupid.
1: that's a little odd again i tried yeah. not to judge because i thought okay well maybe maybe it just doesn't know and then it started to rain mm. and she said well because i was i was about to say like oh well we could you know like go to a nearby bookstore or something just to get out of the rain whatever she said okay well let's go back to my apartment it's not too far and I said, "Oh, okay, it's a little interesting.
0: um How long had the date been?
1: I mean, it was like uh maybe forty minutes at this point. Oh boy. That. Not that long, so I was just like, Yeah, it's a little interesting. inviting me over." and she goes, "Yeah, my roommates aren't home." And I was like, "Huh, oh, okay,- F- fine. We walk to her apartment and we get in. And it's one of these kind of on the way to um, Union Square, where it's like, it's like on a corner. And I don't know how else to describe it other than it's, it's like not a house. It's just this unit that's on the corner, like maybe below another building or something. Um, It's like perfectly on a corner and you enter in right on the corner.
0: It's a garden view?
1: kind of but you're not like below the street it oh, it almost okay. it almost feels like something that like a business should occupy like i don't know like uh, a dentist office or something yes, yes but it's been used as an apartment does that does that make sense i really don't yeah. know how else to
0: yeah um,
1: it's like very nondescript and and, and, and and it's yeah it's not like it's not like there's a row of them it's just this one on the corner so i feel like whoever the landlord was or developer just repurposed again what yeah. used to be
0: that's classic cambridge
1: yeah absolutely um so we go in and first thing i noticed is the kitchen is an absolute disaster i mean oh, dishes boy. everywhere and you know <laughs> i am not want to judge because when i do cooking i get a little messy but this was like they hadn't done collectively no one had done dishes in like a week maybe i mean it, it was just everywhere and it smelled really Jesus. bad because of the oh dishes
0: God. yeah
1: and it was the summer and none of the windows were open but there was no uh. AC on so ah. it was just like a hot box of filth and so then we go to her room which is pretty small but again you live with like three four other people you know what you have is what you get whatever so we go in there and it's a ton of posters of Kurt Cobain. And I remember when we had matched yeah. when, when we had matched, she said, You kind of look like Kurt Cobain. And I said, Okay. I said, I've got long hair, but I'm not blonde. Uh like that that's that's where it starts and that's where it ends. Like I've I, at the time I had hair like about my chin level, maybe a little lower. Um I, I, I don't say re-
0: I don't see it.
1: And my response is always like, I, I think to find more examples of men with long hair, because Kurt Cobain is not the only person that has existed with long hair. I mean, I, I, I don't know.
0: crazy. I don't know. I, I don't see it. It's, I've it's never so, seen
1: it. It's so far off the mark. I don't understand it yeah. at all. I do not. So okay. it was just kind of odd. I was like, is some kind of like weird fetish thing. I don't know. And then I noticed her artwork on the floor. And by the way, her laundry is everywhere. um everywhere which unfortunately i've come to learn that people of either you know whatever their gender expression at a certain age that college age that a little after college age some people just don't they don't realize that they should clean up not really for other people but for themselves yeah so you know it was one of those but i don't know man there's a limit there's a limit so i noticed the artwork And there is a canvas standing up, and it's kind of large. There are a few canvases, but this is the one that catches my eye. And it's a painting. And I realize it's finished because she signed off on it. Um, (laughs) And not to go too far into the technique, but it was so washed out, like the darks were not dark enough. It was just way too light. There There was no definition or like real, you know, no good light source on it. It was just very flat you know okay
0: yeah um
1: like i i don't mean to be rude but it was not a good painting from a technical level okay what is but what is the painting of though the painting is of a figure wearing a suit with a pig head
0: boy howdy giving
1: like a weird like half smile like it's the really weird like uncanny valley grimace and then they've got donald trump hair and she goes, yeah, it's, it's an expression on how Donald Trump is sexist, and he hates women, and he's a pig. And I was like, oh, gotcha. Um, I mean, that, uh-huh. that's, that's what I assumed it was, but I was like, jeez, <laughs> all right. Subtlety.
0: Pretty, yeah, I was going to say, pretty on the nose.
1: No one's ever made that comparison before. She's like, well, let's watch, watch a movie. And I said, okay, good, because I didn't know what to recommend. Um, now, but oh, yeah. now that I was in this position, yeah, um, because the further I'm in this room, the more I realize that there's another smell going on, and it's not the smell of dirty dishes or a moldy shower, which the, the bathroom was like.
0: Oh my! No, God. no, one had ever
1: used like any mildew cleaner or like scrubbed yeah. off any of the tile, or That's just like
0: so vile.
1: No one had used any like Lysol wipes on the toilet, or and it was, it was like a terrible terrible biohazard in there so the smell i'm getting the smell i'm getting is a smell that i had only smelled a few times in my life in like a few situations but never to this extent and never this uh lingering right and that smell i can say without a shadow of the doubt and again i'm not saying this to be rude i'm saying it matter-of-factly the smell that i smelled was vagina
0: but dirty vagina
1: yeah yeah i mean yes not
0: clean vagina
1: absolutely not it was it was like yeast infection or something i don't know it was really Uh, bad i mean and again you know like uh, that that smell is nothing else you
0: I, i i sure do know
1: that and that's the thing it's like you always hope it's not but it always is yep and I was like, oh, no. And I, I asked if I could open a window. I'm not kidding. I was just like, please, just get some air circulation in here. Oh,
0: God. Why didn't you leave?
1: Because it was pouring out. Like, I, I was like, oh. well, okay. But so then she puts on this documentary on Netflix without, like, asking what I would want to watch. I Or maybe she did, and I just said, I don't have Netflix, so I don't know what's out there. And yeah. so she puts on this documentary, and I forget what it's called like abducted at birth or something i don't know it's about this guy that lived next to this family and then kidnapped their daughter one time and like held her prisoner for years and raped her and then eventually like molested like the other daughter and then yeah. he- and Talk then yeah he he gets like he and gets the, the wife to sleep with him yeah and then he gets the husband to like suck him off or something like oh he completely God. he completely perverts this family literally and figuratively yeah. and i mean it's all about it's this so like serial p- serial like sexual predator
0: and, and it's a I, true story right
1: it's a true story i mean they didn't make this up they interview everyone
0: that's so crazy I, that's
1: the conversation for another time but yes. I just thought that's that's a little interesting to put on um for someone that you literally just met, you know? If I was a guy and I brought a, a woman to my place and I was like, "Hey, let's watch this Netflix documentary about a guy that raped a whole family." I you know, mean it
0: I, is different because she's female, but
1: I know, but th- but that's what I'm saying, like
0: yeah.
1: I would never do that because that's like every excuse to get the fuck out of there, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. It's,
1: that's not very comfortable. So, uh yeah <laughs> so i i just kind of got sucked into watching it because it was morbidly fascinating yeah and then after it ends like she's like tried to uh she tried to make a move and she didn't really know have how her,
0: her way to. with you
1: yeah she didn't really know how to do it and i, I just said oh uh you know i i gotta i gotta go Yep. And she was like, well, I've got work soon, but, you know, there's still time. And I said, no, no, that's that's okay, actually. Um, I'm meeting a friend. I need to go sell him some pot. I, I just thought of, like, an excuse that would work for this type of person. And um, that did, Part actually. Yeah. She, that, like, she wasn't offended that I allegedly had to go sell someone pot, <laughs> which I didn't. But it was... To me, that's like the lamest excuse ever. It's like not an excuse after all, but she didn't challenge it. So you know what? You uh, thought
0: you needed your money.
1: And, yeah, it was justified. And that guy
0: needed his pot.
1: Exactly. She understood. So she understood. Which you was spoke very her nice. language. I, I did. That's what I wanted to do. I had to code, speech, <laughs> but I did it.
0: Oh my god.
1: And I mean, yeah, she had tried. She had reached for the thigh, and I was like, ah, all right.
0: Oh boy.
1: This was swell. Anyway, let's hear about your story, which is a lot better.
0: It's not a lot better. It's just different. Um, okay, so yeah. Last summer, I went out with my friend Steph to um, an electronic show in the city. And uh, her her boyfriend is a DJ, and he was, he was DJing that night. Um, and we had been planning to go for like... I don't even know. It might have been last minute or something. I think she had invited me that week... And I had an art opening that night, um, and, like, I couldn't go until the last minute when I was like, actually, I'm done with my art opening, and I got, oh, and, and, uh, the farm day had been canceled. I I had to work at the farm the next day, but, uh, he, uh, Mike canceled it because, uh, it was gonna rain. So, anyway, so I got to go to this show last minute, and, uh. I get there, and I uh, I meet all her friends uh, who are from, like, her hometown. She's from not Massachusetts. Uh, And they're all these, like, you know, festival girls, and they have these outfits, and they're all, you know, dressed up with, like, neon. And they've got—some of them are wearing, like, jewels on their face, and they've got sparkles and dyed hair and the whole thing and and they have like dancing um toys like like fancy glow sticks basically there's like whips and rods and all sorts of things so like they basically look like glow-in-the-dark sex toys but they're for dancing Mm. uh at the end of the night almost there's like one dj left who happens to be the person who like organized the show My friend Steph is like, okay, her and her boyfriend are leaving. Uh, I had told her before the beginning of the night that, like, if I get drunk, I'm going to want to stay and you shouldn't let me stay. And that is what happened. I got drunk and I was like, I'm going to stay. And her friends who were from out of state, one of them was like, well, I have to drive back home anyway, so I can just drop you off at your house. And she was sober. So I was like, sure, whatever. I'll just stay with her and we'll hang out and she'll drive me home. And Steph was like, okay. And everything was set in stone and Steph left and I stayed uh, with this girl. And uh, she started flirting with like some other, some promoter guy. Uh, and I, so I was just like dancing by myself to this last DJ and there weren't that many people dancing. So, cause it was, I think it was already like, you know one thirty in the morning or something like that it was really late um for boston late for boston uh and uh you know i have a cute outfit on too like i feel like i look pretty good um and then this like the dj is like very good looking and i'm sh- kind of trying to get him to notice me but like you know, in the way that you go to a concert and you hope, like, the person on stage sees you, you know, nothing more than that. Right. And, um, so this guy, like, dances in front of me, like, so that I can't see the, like, stage anymore, and then I kind of, like, go around him and start dancing again, and then he does the same thing to me again, and then I, like, (laughs) start like poking my head around as a joke, and then I notice the DJ is like looking right at me and smiling, and I'm like, "Huh." So we start playing peekaboo kind of with this person who keeps dancing in front of me for some reason. After a while, like I'm in like shock that this DJ is looking at me because he is like to me one of the most handsome people I've ever seen in my life, and he's like on stage, and I've been drinking and smoking and. You know, everyone starts to look good after a while, <laughs> but he is very handsome. So after like we're playing peekaboo with this guy dancing, um, he calls me up to the stage. Like he, he, got, he makes like a hand gesture and like tells me to come over. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Cause this is like happens in TV shows and not in real life. And I get to the stage and he's like, I'm this person. I run this place, uh, and I'm kind of like, okay, I don't know who you are, and I've never been to this place before, and this doesn't mean anything to me, but that's cool. And he's like, he asks me if I'm from the area, and I'm like, yeah, I've lived here for years, and he's like, I don't recognize you, which I'm like, duh, because I've never been to one of these shows, and he's like, uh... Gives, he says his phone's dead, so he's going to put his number in my phone. And I'm like, okay. And then he does. And then I, like, leave because uh, it's, like, the end of the night. Because he called me over, like, after the show was, like, just ending. And um, and uh, I leave with this girl. She drives me home. And, like, as I'm in the car with her and her friend, I'm like this person gave me his number like who is he and they're like oh my god like he's such a nice dude like you know he loves his mom like you should totally go out with him whatever whatever and i'm like oh wow okay this seems legit so like um you know i was i was seeing someone at the time but not seriously so i was like happy to like start you know meet someone else um and so when I get home, it's like 2.30 in the morning and I text him and I'm like, Hi, it's Emily from this bar or whatever. And he texts me back and he just says, Hey babe, you're so cute. Oh boy. <laughs> and I was like I was like absolutely giddy. I was stupid goo goo gaga dum dumb. Like <laughs> um so And then he's like, what are you doing right now? And and I was like, what am I doing right now? Well, I'm in my PJs. Like, I got home and immediately put on my pajamas. Uh, And then he calls me. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm at my house. And he's like, where do you live? And I told him where I lived, because I'm an idiot. And then um, he was like, I'm going to come pick you up. And I was like, what? okay and I put on all my clothes again and like redid my makeup and I had on this like really like red like coppery sparkly lipstick I like put it on and everything and he like picks me up and I have to go in the back seat because there's a fucking dude in the car with him who's like a seems like a crackhead honestly Mm. and then eventually we drop him off somewhere and I get into the front seat. And he is just like looking at me like, uh, like, well, like, what is the Frida Kahlo quote? She's like, get you someone who looks at you like you're magic. So basically, it was like looking at me like I was magic. So I was like completely captivated by him. And he asked me if my lip color is real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So he's Entity like, playing. Players. I was like, no, of course not. And he, like, asks... I asked him how old he is, and he's 32, and at the time I was 27, so I was like, oh my God, he's so much older than me. Um, and he's got these, like, icy, icy blue eyes and, like, long hair, like, short on the bottom but long on top, like a top knot. And, um, yeah, we're just, like, talking... And we go to this person's house and we go inside and I think, I honestly don't know what we were doing there because I'm like so tired at this point. I think that they were, I think that they were selling drugs or something, but I don't remember. And, um, and then like this guy, this DJ guy starts like cutting up cocaine on the table on this like mirror on the table and then asked me if I want some. And I was Which like, might
1: explain the guy in the car earlier.
0: Exactly. And why we were at this house, too, mm-hmm. of these random people. Who I actually had met earlier in the night. Um, because they were at the show, too. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, he asked me if I want some. And I'm not sure what it is. Because, like, of course, I assume it's cocaine, but I don't know. Uh, and then he t- he's, like, very, like obviously, and, like, um, super enunciatingly is, like, this is cocaine, and I'm, like, yeah, I don't want that, but thank you, um, and then he does it, and then, uh, anyway, long story short, we get back to his house, and we just talk all night until, like, seven o'clock in the morning, basically, he's asking me all these questions about me, and we're playing these, word games and he just seems like and he's like playing music the whole time because he's a dj and that's what he does eventually his roommate gets up because his roommate's a farmer too and he has to go to work he works at a goat farm so we start talking to him and then he leaves and then eventually you know we just like he asked me if i want pjs because obviously i'm gonna sleep there i guess because it's already like daytime and i haven't slept all night And um, he gives me PJs, and then, yeah, we just, we, like, lay down, and then, like, after pretending we were going to go to sleep, we hook up, Uh, and we hook up a couple of times throughout the day, and then I just, like, leave when he's still asleep, and he seems sad that I'm leaving, but I just was, like, I don't understand, like what this is right now and it's like so it's already like three o'clock in the afternoon and I've barely slept and I've just like I have to go home um but yeah and then I see him one more time and um and then I just like totally fuck things up because I am like totally infatuated with this person beyond like you remember how I was last summer I just like talked about him all the time. I just, like, had this fantasy in my head that, like, I was, like, in love with him or something, which I was not, and, like, it was never going to work out. Um, And I think I texted him, like, one last time in November when I was at another electronic show with my friend Steph, and I was like, I think I said something, like, are you coming? And he was like, no, and then I said something, like, trying to, be sexy and he just like did not answer me until the next day and then i was like i have to delete his number and i did i deleted his number and i blocked him and i was like i can't be trusted with my cell phone because i yeah i just would text him like not all summer but every once in a while even though i had told him after the second time we hung out that i didn't want to see him anymore which was not true um and then i yeah so it ended very badly
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh coke is always a slippery slope.
0: Well, the second time I hung out with him, he said he didn't he was trying not to do coke anymore, but I don't know why he said that cuz I don't You know, I think he was like not as bad of a person that like I thought he was. And I think I like tried to text him so much and be so pushy with him because I wanted to sabotage it so that I would not have to worry about it anymore. Um but I, I still follow him on Instagram. I think he's actually, like, I think he's, like, a hippie, weird dude, for sure. He, like, posts about mushrooms and stuff, and, like, and weed, and uh, stuff like that. You know? But, like, I think he's actually, like, a nice dude, and he cares about the universe and, like, the world, and um, is, like, deeply spiritual and, like, conscious, self-aware. Uh, I just you know he's a total like burnout type guy and like um anyway I there's good and bad parts to everyone I am not completely infatuated with him anymore um if I ever saw him again I would probably lose my shit though
1: All right, so our second topic, which is also our suggestion for this episode, is the Jim Henson, are the Jim Henson properties, uh, Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, two classic movies of the 80s, one of which is more fondly remembered, but I think we would both agree that that movie is not nearly as good as the other one. Yes. Um, It's more kid-friendly, but also is objectively we feel technically not as good a film uh so dark crystal i think came out in uh what 83 and labyrinth came out i think in 87 88 it was was a few years later yeah labyrinth of course stars david bowie as jareth the goblin king everyone I think a lot of people got introduced to David Bowie through Labyrinth, and Mm -hmm. I think his star power is probably why so many people remember the movie, because if you take him out or replace him with less of a weird choice, I think there's not as much there. Whereas Dark Crystal is all puppets. There are no human actors, and I think that's part of why it holds up better, because there are fewer special effects that they have to use to kind of tie it all together, and it's yeah. just... it's just.
0: Well, I, w- I wonder if that's why it's less popular too. But
1: I well, I would argue Dark Crystal is less popular because it's darker. Yeah. Um, it's you can't really self insert Labyrinth. Story of Labyrinth is that there's this teenage girl whose parents go out for the night and. She's kind of obsessed with fantasy and drama and yeah. play, plays and poetry. And so she, she's forced to watch over her baby brother for the night. And she recites her little incantation to the Goblin King.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: basically out of frustration saying, oh, I wish the Goblin King would come and take my baby brother away so I won't have to take care of him. Right. And then it, it comes true. And David Bowie, the Goblin King, does appear and take her brother away and then they go to the labyrinth world, and she has to go through the labyrinth to get to his castle to challenge him for her brother. Whereas Dark Crystal, actually in a similar format, it's about a young little elf man called a a gelfling named, uh, was it Jen? Jem?
0: Yeah, Jen.
1: Yeah, and so Jen has been raised by this peaceful race of like shaman animals mm-hmm. called the mystics. Yep. And he's told that there's a big event happening and he needs yeah. pre- he needs to basically prevent the end of the world by using this last piece of the sacred crystal and uniting it with the rest of the crystal before the evil counterparts to the mystics called the skexies use the crystal for bad things. And so similarly, it's a journey from his homeland to the Skeksis castle to confront them and everything. So if you look at it that way, they're very similar. But Yeah, um,
0: it is basically like a maze of uh, weird creatures and puzzles and things like that.
1: Yeah, and they both um, are an easy template to do the usual hero's journey. You have fish out of water character. They are instructed by some wise person, go here, this is the quest, you know, this is the item. In Labyrinth, it's the baby. In Dark Crystal, it's the crystal shard. Um, Fish out of water goes into a new environment. They meet someone to guide them along the way. They build up a party of characters around them. Um, Generally, those people know more about the world than the main character does, because the main character you self-insert as to... You know that that's your window to the world and then they kind of become who they're supposed to be by the end and conquer yeah. and they achieve i mean we all we all know the template but um dark crystal is much darker um mm-hmm. in setting um it's definitely kind of a, a high fantasy type thing not unlike you know um Narnia or lord of the rings type thing um it's it's pretty epic in scale, but whether you're talking about the soundtrack or just kind of the scope of the film.
0: Right. Um, I want to say, too, that in The Dark Crystal, Jen meets the female gelfling. I think her name's Kira, right? Yeah. Uh, so he has this, like, partner in the same way that in Labyrinth, the girl meets... Um, the weird little gremlin dwarf guy.
1: Yeah, Hoggle.
0: Hoggle, yeah. I, I did not grow up with Labyrinth. We watched Labyrinth a couple weeks ago, and that was the first time I watched it in full. I grew up with Dark Crystal. My parents loved Dark Crystal, and they showed it to us when we were really young. Um, well, so I think,
1: I think the important yeah. thing for me is that i didn't grow up with either same way uh-huh. the same way that i didn't grow up with star wars so right. a lot of these properties that are 30 some years old that mean a lot to like generations of people i didn't grow up with yeah and i saw them yeah. either either as a late teenager or as a young adult now so i don't have any nostalgia for these so when i talk yeah. about them it's it's not because everyone I know who's told me to watch Dark Crystal it's because they grew up with it, and it's way better than Labyrinth and then Labyrinth yeah. people. Labyrinth people have never seen Dark Crystal because all they know is Labyrinth right. so yep. on and so forth,
0: and um, it would mean nothing to them now. I mean, like unless you were like a cool nerd, like seeing seeing those like uh, even so, like if you watch Star Wars now as an adult, having never seen it before, it will be meaningless to you.
1: Yeah, and and it makes sense that everyone I know that has seen Star Wars for the first time as an adult thinks it's like the most mediocre stuff in the yeah, world. Yeah, b- it because is it, because it is because it is. It is. is. Um, but
0: yeah, we grew up with it. Um, well, but you did. but well, yeah. Sorry, we meaning the people who grew up with it. Um, right. When you, but it's funny because when you say Dark Crystal is for. Uh, more for adults than labyrinth. Like just because I grew up with it, like I don't feel that way. Because to me, it's like they're Muppets. Uh, they're like they're basically they look like children. The Gelfling look like children. Um, uh, so to me, it's this like coming of age story for kids.
1: But it, it is, and I never said that it's more for adults it's just less child friendly it goes back to a okay, time that's fair. it goes back to a time where children's content um was a lot more ambiguous and yeah. you know i think it it if i remember correctly it was not until gremlins came out that mm. the P, that the pg13 rating was created because mm. gremlins about at that time I think there was, like, G, PG, and then R. There was no PG-13.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And so Gremlins was rated PG, and I don't know if you've seen Gremlins.
0: I have. I used to get Gremlins and, um, and Labyrinth Confused.
1: Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah yeah um but i mean i just off the top of my head the the blender scene is like i saw that as a kid because my dad showed it to me because you know at the time it was a kid's movie in the 80s but yeah we've kind of gained the conscience that it's not so the the violence in that and i think there were some other films but gremlins was a big one in the 80s that kind of got the mpaa to reconsider the rating system Uh and so i think in a similar way there's nothing in dark crystal that's uh, violent. There's no gore. There's no language. There's intense imagery, but again, there's it's not bloody. It's not, it's... it's. gets
0: stabbed in the hand? The Chamberlain gets stabbed in the hand. Right. But it, and there's blood. Not, it, but, but it's, it's all not all fantasy. Intense. It's yeah. not
1: intense. It's yes. just very, very dark, frightening yeah. atmospheres and character design. Yes. And I think that's yes. what's so great about it, is it's all in the design. It's not about, like deliberately trying to be this dark evil thing it's just they know how to design it as such i i guess a comparison that i think makes sense for you and i and maybe some other people listening to this would be i think of like the legend of zelda series Uh and how in some games it's like deliberately like very cartoony very kind of kid oriented it's less frightening you know yep and then they'll make a zelda game that is a lot more mature darker um and and the themes throughout those games are all kind of the same but it's just in the design going yeah like wind waker to twilight princess yeah those
0: rededs are terrifying honestly no matter what game but like especially in like ocarina of time and the right. ghosts the pose are really scary i mean especially as a kid but um, to me to me that's yeah. just an
1: example of something where the content can remain the same but it's all in the design approach and yeah, so i think totally. I, I think dark crystal and labyrinth are the same way And that labyrinth um, yeah labyrinth actually uses a few they kind of take a few design ideas from Dark yeah totally and repurpose mm-hmm.
0: them yeah,
1: um, but it's a lot more child friendly. I mean, labyrinth. Yeah. labyrinth no you one dies
0: have... in labyrinth.
1: No, I mean even even Jareth, You don't really know what happens. They never, yeah. they never really explain that. People but like,
0: die in Dark Crystal, like multiple people.
1: Right, and there there are themes about like deities and extraterrestrial life in. America. Yeah, in labyrinth. And labyrinth, it's about a teenage girl talking to a worm with a scarf. So, and like the and, little
0: worm and there's like the orangutan guy and
1: and and, and there's Hoggle. a little and there's some weird scottish fox guy that rides a dog and then dark crystal it's yes. it's kind of this epic right. you've got these evil bird lizard creatures that screech yeah. at each other and there's
0: an old crone mother like who's terrifying with one
1: eye <laughs> with yeah. one
0: eye so in, in, that um, sense, yeah. in that sense
1: i think dark crystal is very kind of like greek inspired from yeah. a lot of like myths uh, yeah
0: um, uh, yeah and one of the first scenes in the dark crystal too which like honestly kind of scarred me when i was a kid is the emperor dies and he gets turned to powder i mean he yeah. crum- he crumbles and it's and that's really not really disturbing. I and
1: mean, it's not really a spoiler because that's what sets the events of the film yeah. in motion. Yeah. But it is yeah. it is I mean the the practical effects are incredible. Um and and it really starts off with a bang with that.
0: Totally. Because there's yeah. this
1: really large-scale set with a huge group of human-sized puppets. And and the way it's all done um it's just incredible that it's all yeah. just practical effects. Totally. so dark crystal um also got a a prequel netflix show last year yes and yes that has recently been yes. announced to not be renewed for a second season
0: which is sad but
1: which is sad but having seen it now they were definitely banking on getting a second season and yeah I, not to go into the plot but they definitely i think um rushed things yeah and the, the yeah. pacing the pacing is not great when you really. Th- take the whole all 10 episodes together um but i will say it's pretty amazing in 2019 to see all those practical effects again yeah in, in done AP, better shot on digital cameras Yeah, done better with cgi that i think only in two instances did it look obvious
0: yes updated costumes
1: updated costumes better puppetry mechanics
0: yep uh, honestly like and a, and a good story, a really good a, a story. A good story
1: that doesn't seem shoehorned. It it feels no, like it, it, it naturally works with what was it, established. Yeah. What in that I loved, lore.
0: It, and I've I've watched it like three times now. I think at least twice. What I loved about like watching it the first time last summer was like, it really feels like, and we and and two I think the new Mad Max reminds me of this in a way too. And we can talk about that more another time, but it really feels like an eighties show shot now. Like it With, really. Without, it,
1: without, without also being derivative, like a stranger things, you know, where it's right. like, Hey, do, do you remember? Like we're trying to make this as eighties as possible. And as a result, yeah losing out innovations yeah exactly it's not forced it's just
0: classic sci-fi it's really fun it's kitschy but it's also like done better and it has um you know it has elements of the now because it is shot with more modern equipment and the costumes are updated and the characters are updated um but it, it yeah so it has it really is a blend of both and it just it pairs so nicely and I just was so... I think what makes me love it is I was so shocked because I started watching that show thinking, this is going to suck, um, but I'm going to watch it because it's nostalgic for me. And it didn't suck.
1: Yeah, there's it, it has no right to be as good as it is. It's and We like,
0: started watching it when I showed it to you. I was so excited to see what you thought, and you were so happy. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, because I can't think of any other reboot or continuation or whatever from a property you know that goes back 30 or so years that is just as good as the original if not better in some ways i mean i you know they've done so much of this whether it be like jurassic park or like yes all these different versions of star trek or new star wars or yeah they're, I mean they they're doing like another Ghostbusters that's not the female Ghostbusters they're okay. doing like ghostbusters three all right um, <laughs> there are so there's so many of these things from the 80s that keep coming back and it's all it's all and just most of
0: them are bad yes
1: it, yeah I mean the track record is not good so for this yeah. to be original and not too reliant it's pretty amazing um it is darker tonally a lot darker yes uh, yeah. and a lot more graphic. But I think that's because they know that that's, you know, kids these days aren't going to just, oh, Dark Crystal, what's this? I think the audience are is people that grew up with it.
0: Yeah, and, I do And children. People don't talk about it. Like the only people I know who talk about it are either people that I've like brought it up to or like people who grew up with Dark Crystal, which like aren't that many people. Like I talked about Dark Crystal in college with my art friends because we were all weird artists, but like. Normal people don't really know about dark crystal.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I think it's again proof that Jim Henson could do it all between lighthearted yeah. and and dark stuff. But I've I've heard that they're trying to make Labyrinth 2 now oh, because, boy. you know, and that will probably be a b- bigger success because everyone loves Labyrinth, but when What's Labyrinth
0: without re- David Bowie?
1: Well, so I was just about to say when the whole reason people watch that movie is now dead. I, yeah. I heard. I heard they're trying to cast Tilda Swinton, which makes sense, considering that she has played David Bowie in his own music videos. Sure. But um, interesting. It, it, it's just kind of. It's just kind of like. Uh, are they doing that for money, or are they doing it because they want? It? Because when I feel like I watched uh, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, I feel like I was watching something that was made because they truly want to expand upon that world.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know yeah. what there is to expand on Labyrinth. And people are just like, "Wow, it's so crazy, David Bowie's in this movie." But he's really in it for like maybe 20 minutes.
0: Also like I'm just going to say it, that movie sucks.
1: It's the whole time we watched it, we were just waiting for David Bowie to show up and and look at how large his bulge was in that particular Honestly, scene. Honestly,
0: that was the whole thing. I kept I kept looking at Justin and just like making this face that was like, "This is it." This is it's, this it's movie David that everyone heard. talks about it. It's literally David Boy's shark. Um, in, in, in
1: some scenes he's a little more cold than others.
0: I couldn't believe how like unchoreographed the music scenes were. He's just bopping and the music around. Is not good.
1: He they just they just <laughs> told good... him I, I feel like they just took some rehearsal footage where they're like, you wanna just like practice moving around with all the puppets here? And he's like, Yeah, sure. And then they just filmed that, and they're
0: like, oh, that's it, it. reminded me of this time when I was in college, and my ex and I went to see this performance of James and the Giant Peach. And I love James and the Giant Peach, as you know, and I was so excited to see this play. And it was like, it had been, it wasn't like the music from the movie or anything. It was like totally redone. And it it, it just so much reminded me of that, because the choreography, people were just bopping around, And there it wasn't really singing. It was like almost like talking. Like in the way that he is during dance magic dance. He's he's not really singing.
1: I don't know. And it's it's really weird because it's not like David Bowie doesn't first of all, it's not like he can't act because he he's been in plenty of other films. Um it's not like he
0: was actually acting well in that film. I will say that. He
1: was. I think the direction is just really weird. Exactly. It's 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 a goofy premise. But it's like this is a guy that went to school for mime, and like you Uh, see him on stage, (laughs) and he like was very, very commanding as a a singer. And in other movies, he acts fine. He made tons of music videos. Like he know he knows how to be in front of a camera. So it's just I think it's just hilarious that for so many people, their reference for him in that kind of zone is yeah. la- labyrinth which is like one of the worst things he ever did
0: it, i mean it just is so bad i don't it, get it i just didn't his... get it i and two i didn't grow up with it so neither did i that, so but... that that's the
1: thing and and i like bowie but the songs that he made for that movie are, not, are they're not good they're like some of his worst 80s material he's just he's just so lost and it's the
0: one scene that was stands out to me as like not terrible is when they're like in the ballroom and they're dancing. Right. I think, I think there was a song then too, but the costumes were good and everybody yeah, looked turns, cool. It
1: turns into like eyes wide shut for two minutes where it's like yep. some weird, it's a weird masquerade ball, but then exactly. there's like, but then there's this weird undertone about like,
0: are they yeah is David Bowie? <laughs> yep, he sure because,
1: is. Because then because then in the next scene he's like, all I ask is that you kneel for me and give your body to me.
0: I hate it. I hate it.
1: <laughs> you must give yourself to me and I will be your slave.
0: That's so creepy. I and it's like, about what that. did they
1: what did they mean by that? Because as he's saying <laughs> that- it, as he's saying it, his entire cock is out stop you can see the you can see the glands (laughs) you can see one ball is a little lower than the other
0: oh my god i'm cutting that
1: out that's not going in
0: don't you can't cut it out (laughs) we've never laughed this hard on the show oh boy okay no but his cock is really out as (laughs) as we were watching this film um there's a scene where Hoggle is kneeling before him. <laughs> well <laughs> Be- he, before
1: yeah. and... threat Because Hoggle Hoggle's uh Jareth's minion and he's not supposed to help yes. him. He's not right. supposed to help he's not supposed to help the girl through the labyrinth. Exactly.
0: What's the and girl's name? I don't know. <laughs> me either. <laughs> know. Okay, anyway. And
1: so so he's like, Oh Hoggle, you uh you 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 try and you working against me, and he like he, he threatens him with the bog of eternal stench. Her
0: he's name's gonna... Sarah. Okay. Oh yeah, the bog of uh, the bog he, of he's, buttholes.
1: He's gonna he's gonna put Hoggle in the bog of eternal stench. If it's um... literally
0: a it's a it's a swamp of farting anuses.
1: Well, not literally, but it sure yes. sounds. No, no, it is. You don't remember
0: are... the anuses? No. There were anuses. This wasn't were... like some. And they were opening and closing and letting out farts.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't like a Rick and Morty world. It was a little no. More, it it was basically more was
0: like, no, no. It wasn't no. subtle. They were okay. buttholes. Yeah.
1: Well, so Hoggle <laughs> he starts pleading for his life, and he he drops to his knees, and he says, "Please, master, no, not not the eternal stench." And he grabs David Bowie's legs. He grabs his thighs.
0: And he's and like right on, at eye level his, his, with David Bowie. Huge His head cock.
1: swings forward and lands. I mean, it's just—it's right there, and and the camera yeah. is right at that level. The camera cuts yeah. off at David Bowie's yeah. waist, so we all paused you see, it. We paused it, and all you can see is a cock and and yep. a hoggle about to do the beads.
0: A, a cock and a hog. Exactly.
1: Um, it's just really questionable.
0: Oh my so, god.
1: That's why people watch *Labyrinth*, though. Um, it's not for anything else.
0: Yep. That's why we watched it.
1: Yep. So you, that's our, You warned me. I said, this is all this movie's gonna be. <laughs> also, we weren't high. I've only seen that movie high. So no, we didn't get high. Our suggestion this week is, if you've got time on your hands, and you haven't seen Dark Crystal and or Labyrinth and or the Dark Crystal show on Netflix, check them out. Preference light, it,
0: towards, light it up.
1: Preference sit, towards Dark Crystal. Sit um, down. If you're gonna watch Labyrinth, you should probably be drinking or doing something
0: you should probably be not conscious
1: (laughs) right and um you know if you want to listen to david bowie that doesn't suck listen to uh low that's a that's a good album that doesn't suck that's our suggestion and uh i I think that just about does it
0: yeah um so yeah thanks for listening um Uh, this was episode five. So, and this was our second episode that we recorded in October. So we're, we're getting through them. We're, we're producing more quickly than I expected, which is really exciting. And we we have
1: a lot of content to talk about.
0: Oh, we have a lot of things in our back burner. We've got a list. Um, and we're, uh, really thankful that everyone's been listening. Um, keep giving us suggestions and letting us know what you think. And please subscribe on iTunes and um, Spotify uh, and tell your friends. Uh, That's all. So thanks, guys. Time to eat.
1: Time to eat.